I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. When it was Nick's turn, he recalled a time that he hooked up with a black woman who lived in Northview Heights housing projects. A story, a story choice that subtly shifts the theme from crazy bitches to craziest shit I've done for pussy. So yeah, I go over this bra's house, blase, blase, and in the morning, before I get dressed to leave, she goes to the door to get her mail or something. A moment later, she comes back to the bedroom all concerned, looking like, Nick, there's three dudes out here there sitting on your truck. So I get up and I look out her window to see whether or not she was fucking with me. And lo and behold, I see three niggas sitting on my front hood. So I'm looking out there debating what to do. And now, going, I'm going to stop this story mid-sentence for two reasons. One, I have no idea what the hell he said next. I was in too much shock. I might have been even blacked out. Number two, we're going to play a game. Considering what you've read already about Nick and seeing how effortlessly he incorporated three niggas into his storytelling, I want you to guess what happens next. I love multiple choice tests as a kid, so I'm going to give you three options. Are you ready? Okay. Great. A. The closest dark-skinned nigga to Nick immediately takes a bottle of Heineken light and smashes it over his head while two other niggas run to their cars to grab blankets while Nick rises in pain on the floor. We douse the blankets in gasoline, wrap him up in them, set him on fire before we toss him out of the house, burning alive while taunting, well, you wanted to be a nigga, use a nigga now. Also, <laughs> also during this melee, murder, slash murder, I suffer a second-degree burn to my left thumb. B. After finishing the story, Nick sees the stunned looks on our faces, stands up, lifts his shirt to reveal a fully loaded Desert Eagle tucked into his waistband, and sneers, Yeah, niggas! I said, nigga! What the fuck y'all niggas gonna do about it? Nothing, right? I thought so, bitch-ass niggas. When he's done, he sits back down, finishes his raspberry alizé, and asks, Which one of you bitch niggas want to be my partner in spades? <laughs> since nick is known to be the best phase player of the group i happily volunteer and we beat all comers for the rest of the night or c after nick says three niggas brian and i look at each other for a second mouths agape and then look at the faces of everyone else in the room most of them inebriated some of them high and all with similarly puzzled looks on their faces while nick continues his story brian can't take it anymore just starts saying end of the story end of the story end of the story over and over again while he and i literally fall out of our chairs in laughter the correct answer was c c although b would have been the best story and a would have made the best movie hey welcome to the black guy tips podcast your host rod and karen and we are back on a monday to see uh to do another podcast you mm-hmm. all up in your ears if you're in the chat all up in your faces uh you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the black guy with tips you can listen to us watch our live show on crowdcast.io if you want to be in the chat and hang out and, and and experience all this fullness uh make sure you guys come do that the official weapon of the show is the taser the unofficial short sport football and bullet ball extreme um and that excerpt is from um uh what does it kill you makes you blacker um and it's from the chapter three niggas uh it's by damon young and uh damon young was just on uh jamel hill's podcast on spotify so jamel okay, hill is unbothered 
yeah i've interviewed him as well on medium talk uh great guy Mm -hmm. but um yeah yeah that was a white man retelling a story in a room full of black people and just casually slipping that niggas in there you know what i loved about this part is how honest and refreshing it was because i feel like in the day and age of twitter the there's become a novelization uh maybe people taking uh what do we call it what do they call it a uh, creative license in movies people take a lot of creative license with their racial conflict on social media now and so everything is like okay. and then and then i said i will pay for your children to go to college to and, show you that i and, do and make then money i stumped you out and be like who else want to fuck with hollywood cult right i walked i white person walked by me in the first class seat and they saw my t-shirt that said i'm not my ancestors hands or whatever and then uh she sneered at me so i paid for the rest of the flight uh free alcohol for everybody except her mm-hmm. you know that kind of shit and i actually like the the honesty of like it was an awkward moment we never really kicked it with that dude again uh he was out the crew uh and no it didn't turn into a higher learning where we like punched him in the face and and it was a brawl like but most people it does not happen like that yeah even like uh when people touch someone's hair and shit like you know it's not a violent ass event because if it was more you niggas would be in jail right like on um you know on social media it's you know and then we killed that i killed him i stabbed her in the face and now i'm in prison for 25 to life and you're like nah it just sucked maybe you said a little something maybe you said nothing maybe you just chose to stay away from that person in the future or whatever you know but it's just not always the uh bombastic moment that everybody says but uh you know that moment when uh somebody violates like that is uh that's a test mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it really is and nobody knows how they're going to respond until it actually happens to you because you know for some people that it has happened to but a lot of people just be talking like this shit never happened to them they might happen to people that they knew but didn't happen to them girl it couldn't be me well you don't really know how you would respond to it because your fight or flight kicks in right so a lot of people respond differently a lot of people they shut down a lot of people they run away a lot of people they fight like like mm-hmm. a lot of people get attitude like it, it and it varies per person per personality you know and shit like that you know a lot of people you know depend on the situation they start you know calculating in their minds what is the next move or what is the best move or what is the move that won't get my ass arrested like it's a lot of scenarios and situations that can occur and you know and it's it's sad but the last thing you actually want to do is escalate something you be better off just be like mumble to yourself and walk away than escalate and your ass be in jail or killed yeah and also i think you know people are very much into the image they put out to people now correct and so you know every is if you listen to people talk long enough black people even the ones who talk like that you'll find i mean there's indignities that happen to you when you have a black life in america mm-hmm. and it's okay if you didn't react like a spike lee movie every time come on you know it's it's still you know and it don't make you no less black right but i think it's that thing where you know it's like botham john's brother hugging that woman and then everyone starts talking about what they wouldn't do and how it ain't gonna be like this well people do that shit too where like someone touches somebody's hair or something like you know i remember there was a video a long a while ago we covered it on the show where black women and some sort of project 
um lined up on the streets with signs that, and then al- allowed white people and people that wanted to go come by touch their hair and all that stuff mm-hmm. and people were like the whole day was just black people going off about what kind of black women they must have been uh very disrespectful things um all kinds of like what i would have did and da 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 and you know we went and read the experiments not something i would want to do necessarily but i was just kind of like well if they chose to do that shit what the fuck i don't care right they considering it's their hair you know correct as opposed hair. to her just walking up on some as opposed to them walking up on you and touching your hair w- without permission that's different yes, but yes. it's just that trigger of here's a thing where i can then dunk on everybody you know and i think that's what people can't resist and i think you know that's what what happens in these type of situations i've had a couple of incidents where white people said the n-word around me in the try to be cool way um the one time it happened and it was uh with a group of friends and i ended up uh i told the dude it wasn't cool right then and there and he tried to just play it off everybody had been drinking and shit so he was on some like man come on man Uh, come on my nigga i was like no it's not cool and no i'm not gonna dap you and i'm i'm not gonna laugh at it either like you know it's like oh man come on man everybody's like man apologize apologize you know and they they just wanted him to apologize to me but what was funny is i was like that apology don't mean shit to me either like you just shouldn't have done that and it's not like you're genuinely sorry right now you're Mm -hmm. drunk you think it's funny correct you know like it wasn't even a time where like a, a quick apology wouldn't have fixed that situation for me and so the next morning i remember emailing them uh because we used to email all the time and i was like yo uh if this is the kind of shit that is going to be happening within the group i'm I'm out out. like i said you know it ain't no i'm not threatening no violence i'm not because that's the other thing when you threaten the violence and all that shit then you allow them to kind of play the victim which white people are very comfortable doing being like well i mean look at him he wants to hit me i mean fuck him then you know all that shit i was like it's not even like that I said I just don't want to kick it with people that act like that. Yeah, period. I said y'all, you got you got the freedom to do whatever the fuck you want, but I have the freedom to not want to be around. You Agreed. know. And while I did appreciate everybody like being like chill, man, what the fuck are you doing? Blah blah. You know, it, to me that's a violation uh, that directly towards me that just should never happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what other black people y'all hang out with that but allow you I'm not to like do them. It. Right. Some somebody allows you to do it and it's cool with them, but it ain't cool with me. Right. So, you know, I I was like, "Yes, yeah, so I won't be kicking it with y'all." And, you know, he wrote this very apologetic long-ass email and all this shit and uh i was like all right cool as long as you understand it was like won't happen again blah blah and it never did happen again you know even when me and him like would get into an argument about something it never happened again so i was like all right cool it's so like it literally i don't because like to me part of the thing is i blame black people that capitulate to that shit and let it happen because white people when it comes to that type of social setting they mostly do what they think they can get away with agreed and so if there's white black people that kind of took it and then just laughed it off or whatever then they kind of dropped the ball in that situation or they told them it was okay or they or they reinforced that it was okay somehow and then it gets passed along until eventually they do that shit in front of the wrong person and i'm not necessarily the wrong person i mean somebody I, you know another person may have been violent but and, and i'm just like don't do that shit i, I don't want to be around that right and it's not even that is it for the fact that you acknowledge i have a problem with it right. and that's when that's when the quote-unquote conflict comes in you know mm-hmm. because the thing is uh and i know uh for and it varies per person you know, most black people are like, no, 
but you know you do have a, a, a younger generation that it's like it's cool with me that's cool but everybody ain't cool with it so it's the consequences of if they cross the wrong one whatever it is be it i don't fuck with you no more be mm-hmm. it you know this instant friendship whatever it is they're gonna have to deal with that yeah i knew a couple black dudes another time i played ball with them and they hung out with this white dude and you know it's like that dave Chappelle joint uh joke where he talks about the white dude hanging out with black people is like you know i'm not talking regular black people i'm talking you know thugs like uh so they hunt he hung out with them and he was like the hardest dude in they little crew of two or three people mm-hmm. and i remember um and he was like super try to be like down black, white dude and i remember during a during basketball a couple times i hear him say like the n-word or something but i wasn't even sure because it's just such a foreign it's like did he say that right. you know so i wasn't even sure like 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 his boy hit a shot he'd be like yeah nigga and i'll be like nah that didn't just happen you know those black dudes wouldn't allow somebody to do them like that but to them and their crew that was they was cool with that shit you know it's just that's just how they got down i never understood that shit like um so it's just certain type of niggas is just different you know um and that to them it's it's, it's all in, in bounds or whatever the fuck and to me it's like nah i couldn't never do that yeah and um and, and there's also one thing that somebody said in chat room if i'm not gonna save you like if something happened i'm like okay and keep it pushing because yeah i mean because well you know what's funny is by the transitive properties of ownership that was they white man come so, on so i was like i remember uh and once again another time i was talking to my homie uh younger dudes two younger dudes and uh, one kid was like he wasn't black but he wasn't white but he was something not black and uh he was doing that nigga shit or whatever and he he tried it like he said that stuff to his to the black kid all the time him they was best friends they did that but then one time he said that shit to me i said bro i don't play like that so don't and then he tried to like well, well what man i mean i'll just say i said bro mm-hmm. i don't know what deal you and him have but i don't fuck with that and i don't come from that and i said it was like so what you gonna do like trying to act like you know was i gonna fight him or something i said no just don't fuck with me i said i won't fuck with you i won't talk to you i don't play like that and um he tried to like and he did it in front of everybody so he tried to like play it off like you know ego shit and um from that day forward i just didn't fuck with him no more and it was a person i used to like talk to every day check on him you know like the younger dudes you know you look out for them and stuff you know make sure they doing good yeah but that's not cool but after that i was like nah and so maybe i don't know a few days or so of that passing um and it probably was a day when his friends weren't there and shit so he had nobody to front for mm-hmm. he's that's when he pulled me to the side apologized was like, i'm sorry da, 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 da. i was like well don't just be sorry don't do that shit again and you need to stop doing it. i said if your friend just because your friends allow you that permission don't mean you need to take it right you know what i mean so like understand that it has different context for different meanings for different things and you know you just pick the path you want i said i would have been fine not talking to you again it's not i'm i'm not here to dictate your actions but mm-hmm. i i dictate mine and i don't want to participate in that shit so right and and, and i have the choices is you know it's just one of those things where we live in society where people quote-unquote want to say anything they want to say and be free of consequences the shit don't work like that right so now i've never really had it said to me in the the racist way um me either. except unless i already was fighting somebody or something like i've had it happen a couple times when 
i'm already fighting a white person and they say some shit then it's like well okay and 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 for me i've never had that you know normally i got called a nigga by other niggas you know Mm -hmm. i've never been in a situation where a white person has said it to me directly now they might have said it around but i didn't hear it you know i've never Mm -hmm. had that but you know normally most of the time it's coming from other black people yeah but that that mixed company nigga boy whoo started a lot of fires and a lot of conversations but you know i i can't kick it with people like that but like i said it's interesting when people do yeah then they wonder why all of a sudden the relationship changed i don't have to you don't got to be violent you're just no longer part of the crew dog i just remember also i remember i had a dude i worked with white dude he was a rapper and he would rap along to the songs and say the n-word with the song and i remember being in a car and that happened thinking like well i guess that's oh shit i guess that's normal i don't i don't know what the you know you get the song you can't say it like i don't know what that means you know like i so it didn't really bother me i like thought about it for a second was like i'm cool but he also used to um love black culture right loved it southern white dude from south carolina love black culture he would always like rap he would he knew all the like quotes from movies and shit and so he might quote a movie or something like that and and then it will have like the n-word in the quote you know but it's not his words but it's the movie but he's saying it you know we're not watching the movie so it was like you know like let a nigga hold five dollars or something like that and you'd be like mm, i don't know how i feel about this right so it was always like on the line or whatever and i just remember like and plus we worked together so it was really one of those like well i can just not hang out with him in the times where that would come up you know so i just stopped hanging out with him but um i remember uh and he wanted to be like a rapper and stuff and i guess it just never worked out for him or whatever and put a lot of money into it too right but we stay like instagram facebook friends and stuff for years after we worked together i just you know how you just don't think about unfriending a person you just don't care yeah i almost forgot about them they never come up in your feed you probably never come up in there right and then one day i don't know how but he came up in my facebook feed and he it was 2016 and he was it was a bunch of posts on this page about it was just republican right-wing bullshit like anti-hillary clinton and conspiracy stuff not even real news like hillary clinton pizza shop pizza gate shit and i unfriended him was like what the fuck was that like that was crazy and it made me think and i think this is why black people feel so much skepticism and cynic and feel so cynical towards uh white people who want to be quote-unquote down you know that justin timberlake shit yeah you gotta respect the culture well the reason is up until that up until then you know most people that run into him would probably feel like he does respect the culture you can't but you can't respect black people and vote republican you can't respect you can't you can't respect black people Mm -mm. and 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 support white supremacy and the confederate flag you can't nope and so um it was interesting to me because i just you know all this time i never really knew or you know how it is you're not really friends friends so you don't really know that much about people and it made me just think like damn that's that was like a cloak or something you could just put on and put off it it really wasn't real for you there's no real respect there it was maybe a phase or something you thought was cool but right you can't respect the culture you don't respect the people and it's not a thing where you can respectfully disagree on these on these points you know so you know you either need to have a come to jesus moment where you're like oh i was wrong about that 
or you need to just stay the fuck away from us because you can't do both no you can't and that's something that they it's it's hard for a lot of them to understand and comprehend and then a lot of times truth be told the worst thing in the world they can say is i have a black friend i don't give a fuck i'm not that nigga yep all right butterfly in the sky i can go twice as high take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow i can go anywhere friends to know and ways to grow a reading rainbow i can be anything take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow a reading rainbow all right let's get into the show guys uh i got some news coming out um political news first of all okay amy klobuchar dropped out last yesterday i think uh pete Buttigieg dropped out it should have been dropped out well not maybe not pete but klobuchar yes well they both dropped out and then they both endorsed biden okay and it's right before super tuesday so it's getting a little hairy out there in the streets right because like i said it's getting ready to be super tuesday and then like i know i probably not even gonna get a half a percentage of the votes like the fuck i'm doing out here just just being out here wasting money right and you know one of the things that's interesting is like when people drop out all of a sudden uh people that hated them people that that have been like why the fuck are they even in the race suddenly they start saying nice things you know not the candidates necessarily but the supporters like you know mayor pete ran a good campaign he just wasn't the choice this time but he was it was a groundbreaking Mm -hmm. uh the first gay candidate to run this meant a lot to america um blah 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 you know i even saw cory booker say that he said like it's you had a, a unprecedented groundbreaking candidacy for president as the first openly gay man you're you are uh, you know mayor and exam uh you are example to a lot of people and i was like that could have been you okay mm-hmm. but you chose not to Corey. okay um now nah, just but i was just kind of like damn like everybody being nice it's like the funeral for a campaign where it's like i don't you know what rest bless they heart bless they heart i meanwhile <laughs> when when this motherfucker was running it was like yo this motherfucking racist man i don't care if he gay or not this motherfucker hate black people black lives matter fuck him but it was just funny because everybody need them votes everybody want it those people to, now yeah you want those people to come over to you um and then klobuchar dropped out um and i don't know it's kind of the same thing that i thought with hillary clinton and bernie sanders last year bernie sanders is not actually as popular as his people would have you believe correct he was winning because the democratic vote was split between way too many candidates Mm -hmm. you take away some of these options and now all of a sudden you got the same bernie bros that were so fucking like gung-ho and fuck the democratic establishment and fuck you know they're voters and we're gonna take this country and you better get down lay down now all of a sudden that it was trending on twitter uh warren endorsed bernie which was what she's still running the fuck is this they want elizabeth warren to stop running they harassed her last time because she did i don't think she endorsed anybody they wanted to stop running 
and then they want her to endorse bernie sanders so that they can have her voters because now they're scared shit got close like when it looked like he was ahead it wasn't that but people that vote for klobuchar are probably gonna vote for biden you know the kind of voter that 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 thinks she's a good candidate same thing for Buttigieg. people that voted for mayor pete are probably biden biden voters because they're more moderate that's his whole entire base yeah and you done studies that was like yeah a lot of these people were like they will probably end up voting for biden or, or, or voting you know more democratic than non-democratic right and i thought it was interesting because um and we've already voted we said it on the show mm-hmm. you know we both voted for warren um in the in the primary but uh one of the things i find interesting in this is if it came down to biden or bernie i would want bernie to win as far as politics and agendas and um policies are concerned because I, I don't think it's even close that his policies are better and closer to the things i believe in problem comes in if he wins i don't think none of the people down ballot can depend on him Mm-mm. because his whole part his whole thing is i'm running against both parties i'm running against democratic party i'm running against uh the republican party and you can't get shit done like yeah that. And well his whole thing is like so kind of i can't really be seen with these other democrats who are running they're quote unquote the establishment you know aren't you but but hey we're not gonna talk about that though yeah so they can't they can't you know they can't run with him and be like yeah we're all in on bernie bernie we endorsing you come endorse us uh because of you know what it would mean for their voters and their positions and he can't do and it's like you're stuck in limbo so they're kind of trying to hijack the party and i wonder if it's too late for democrats to try to get their party back by consolidating these votes and it might be too late you know i don't know that this shit will work i I mean you're talking about what like the day before super tuesday like right super tuesday tomorrow yeah this ain't exactly you know (laughs) giving biden a lot of time to consolidate these votes like this is it you know and it's it's so funny that it's gonna come down to the two old white men after all this shit all this him and diversity and voting all these candidates and all of them was there all the candidates the 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 woke people claim they want you you had black women you had lgbt like you had all this diversity all this shit for two old white men to eventually be the person and if it's biden it's even funnier because that's like everybody's least favorite and shit but on online anyway i can't online in real life i don't know about that but online at least is everybody's least favorite and this motherfucker finna win Mm -hmm. after all this shit you know if if that's what happens i'm not saying it will but um yeah i just thought it was interesting and then there's people that you know want bernie to drop out so warren can get the progressive vote there's people that want warren to drop out so bernie can get the progressive vote and not split it and all this stuff and i'm like just go to the polls choose who the hell you you want to win and live with the results man that's all i got and then you know after this i'm voting for whoever's running against trump that's it that's how i feel you know like i i I think so many people have spent so much time online fighting these battles with these trolls they can't help it no more like right they think everything is a goddamn debate you're being reasonable and they actually got they putting out uh bullet points the fuck is this let's have a conversation not argue your bullet points that is not what i was talking about but i'm talking about they spent so much time arguing with these trolls online that they are now anti-bernie which is why you see people that are progressive 
lining up to give their saying online anyway that they want to they are happy that biden's winning because they they were just saying how they don't like biden they were just saying that his mental faculties is terrible his policies are horrible uh what about the crime bill and all that shit they were just saying that that was a week ago you know but these results start looking like well it's not gonna be warren and i just hate bernie sanders and his supporters at this point so here i go let me just go ahead and be happy biden is winning because fuck fuck bernie sanders you know Mm -hmm. which is funny because you know bernie sanders fans think they're the only ones that can say fuck somebody correct you know they the only one they think they're the only ones with the power to be like well fuck it then and so now you're getting that from a lot of democratic voters what i'm what i'm interested in or what um what's really it made me think about is this is the point that some of us who are rational people who don't hate anybody in this race necessarily this is the fucking point i was making Mm -hmm. while everybody's screaming and yelling over each other i was like the problem with bernie sanders supporters is that they don't see any they don't see any strategic reason to build coalition Mm -mm. except with each other and it's a strategic mistake because right now they're scared and i'm not saying that they'll lose i'm just saying they're fucking scared and they wouldn't have to be if they had done any fucking inroads if he would have or his campaign would have or staff would have reached out to these candidates before this you know it's going to come down to just a couple people so so the smart money is on we need to start working on who's going to come over to our side because the way we're running now against the entire party well if the entire party goes okay cool it's you versus us we're gonna lose like it's like the numbers just aren't there you can't have this takeover of the party from outside without convincing the voters and some of the people within the party to fuck with you correct and so because this has been their their terrible math equation you know because everyone gets off so much on the high fives and the retweets and the da 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 and our side is this and we angry we're angry everybody's fucking angry like that's the thing like they think they have a fucking like trademark on anger it there's no american right now including those fucking republicans that isn't mad the trump motherfuckers is mad too yeah they are they might be mad for the wrong shit but guess what they They mad mad. yeah democrats mad women mad immigrants mad black people mad everybody fucking mad right now you don't that don't mean that ain't a superpower that don't mean shit you know so the point was how do you control that to build a coalition with somebody how do you make unburn how do you make bridges where you can unburn them you know and because they're so prickly and everything burns a bridge with them that except for complete loyalty to anything bernie sanders they have done so sown so much discord mm-hmm. his surrogates have sown so much discord i don't know that they can get it back you know and i'm not hating i really just don't know i, I it was something i was thinking about today was like well damn if you start adding up you know and i don't think this is how it works but if you start adding up the delegates that uh Buttigieg and klobuchar have you start adding up the voters that they have to biden's total uh, you know assuming they they follow the suit with the endorsement mm-hmm. um dog that's not good bernie's now not in first place like how did no one think of this beforehand like this was going to happen people were going to drop out how how would you not thinking about 
how we get these motherfucking people on board you know i saw i saw it was funny it was the funniest screenshot someone sent it to me it was uh four screenshots it was a person i don't know if he works for bernie sanders staff or anything like that campaign but it was a person basically saying you know now that you're out of the race mayor pete we would really appreciate an endorsement for bernie sanders blah blah blah. and so then the part so then the attach you know you can attach attach four pictures at once on twitter the other three pictures was this man calling um calling mayor peter rat <laughs> that was the other four it was like and it was like you know pizza rat uh you want to feel old this is pizza right now this mayor p eating some pizza and it was him on the subway being and calling him a rat it was it was i was like yo this is crazy that you think that this is gonna work you can get his voters like they posted a video from one of the um one of the mayor p like you know i mean one of the um bernie like local like offices or campaign offices and and uh, you know just it's just short-sighted they had to delete the video so don't tell me all that it's not short-sighted then why'd you delete it come on because because you didn't think it through they put a video up of them like dancing and uh laughing about pete being out of the race and i'm like you know why no one else does this because they want the fucking voters because they're smart like all the shit that y'all emotionally get obsessed with is the shit that makes y'all short-sighted yeah uh so this is samuel d finkelstein finkelstein the second according to if this is his real name on twitter yeah and if i was trying to 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 figure out who i was gonna vote for i'd be like the fuck is this right if i was if i was all in for mayor pete right now i'm sad i'm thinking what am i gonna do with my vote and then here y'all are partying i guarantee people are emotional the same way they can respect the same way they want respect for their angry emotions they have no respect for anyone else nope you know like you're not the only one doing bad dog so how you gonna build that coalition you know anyway uh he put dear former pete supporter we share the same values because pete and bernie share the same values we prioritize health care lgbtq rights early childhood education and gun violence prevention hope you'll join us together we win hashtag pete to bernie and um it's uh bernie and 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 pete shaking hands is a picture right okay here's the other three tweets uh this is just from uh the 7th of february these subway rats are out of control and someone photoshopped a rat head uh, mayor pete's head onto a rat on the subway tracks another one same day remember pizza rat this is him now feel old jet and it's mayor pete eating some pizza as a rat and and then the pizza rat uh and then the last one is from the 22nd uh february so even uh, not even that long ago no one likes a sore loser and clearly nevada doesn't like a rat and it shows like bernie sanders winning but mayor pete is the one um you know on the day it's on the picture like you know saying text pete for to this number for donations and i'm like y'all can't be did no one think this through and everything on twitter is forever and these niggas live on twitter they live there like that it's 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 really insane that they don't see how that's a um a big fucking deal right but you want my vote though right but so. yet you partying that my candidate went out i mean even not just funny even if you do do that shit somewhere where i can't see it if you lost you wouldn't have caught and this is just maybe it's because hillary clinton i think is just a much better candidate as far as uh 
uh organizing and um being in control of her people and paying competent people to do shit you know not having just anyway so i think maybe that's why but you know bernie and her ran a contentious campaign when he lost and got out you did not catch her people like putting videos up like fuck this nigga ha 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 doing dances and shit because they understood like we need his people or we would like his people you know like that was the whole thing and this seems like they didn't learn shit from 2016 Mm-mm. so it's a wash rinse and repeat yeah i don't i don't know what you do with this shit man but you know it's it, we'll see man like i said maybe he got enough people to still get it i mean he got a lead um you know uh, people probably have early voted for the other candidates at this point mm-hmm. so it's possible that you know unless they're waiting for tuesday um you know that biden still doesn't have enough but you know it also the other thing it made me think about is a testament to how great a campaign hillary clinton ran because she was such a boss she just said he can't really beat me because i've already consolidated the democratic vote i'm not splitting it with anyone like like and that's to me that's why i thought she would have been a great president because who else had the power to wield it that way Biden didn't even have that power Mm-mm. to say get down or lay down a lot of people didn't even run because she was running right well not a lot of people nobody but her and bernie and that that mike dude that we don't fuck with from baltimore right like she was a beast man she just was like nah dog this is my turn everybody shut the fuck up and there were people that are upset about that how dare she the coronation make me sick i'm like does it really make you sick dog does it really like if bernie was able to do that you wouldn't be like cool right because you don't no one likes it when they person might lose so watch the same people that said i'm sick of her entitlement she thought it was gonna be a coronation well they thought it was gonna be a coronation for bernie sanders and if he doesn't win i've already heard the podcast that i've been listening to that fuck with him i already talking about that i just over for them fuck them if they do that and i said oh isn't that interesting so it's supposed to be a coronation for him it's not a contest for him it's for him he he's supposed to just be entitled to run everybody else is supposed to be like it ain't a given you got to get out here and work and earn this vote for him he can just do hey everybody get down and lay down shut the fuck up it's just been interesting man and i think people have just turned so stupid over this and i think it's mostly from arguing online or consuming all this arguments online Mm -hmm. and all that shit and it's just really uh ridiculous but i guess we'll find out what happens on super tuesday we will because that's where the the big the most of the states vote at the same time right yeah okay yeah so we'll see um americans won't avoid movie theaters and concerts unless coronavirus spreads says the study uh yeah that's i understand yeah it's interesting because i was you know i was just reading more and more stuff sitting at home today um and you just see more people just shutting stuff down like okay no flights from the the eastern seaboard no no this no that this company is is you know netflix shuts down travel for all employees i mean it's pretty serious yeah a lot of people working from home people are expecting hmm? i said a lot of more people are working from home if they can the they're saying i read a something about a doctor expecting um the cases to go into the thousands within the next couple of weeks just in the u.s because mm-hmm, people are stupid yes yeah 
but yeah it hasn't americans haven't let it keep them from concerts plays or movies but that will change the disease spreads to their communities a new study finds the study the survey of consumer behavior was conducted by morning console from february 28th to march 1st a period of time that was uh that saw the first death from coronavirus on u.s soil in the following days five more people have died from an outbreak in uh washington state and more than 90 cases have been reported the global death toll for the upper rest from the upper respiratory disease known as covid19 stands at more than 3,000 people yeah because for a lot of people not trying to be funny they think it'll never happen here like mo- like uh, most people like human beings you don't give a fuck about it until it happens in your neighborhood in your street or your friend or your family the average person is like that shit is uh is such such a such such nobody cares until a co-worker come in there uh coughing and shit because their pto time and um sick time is all in one pot <laughs> you know and it's you know a lot of people probably gonna you know find out with they uh employers because their employers gonna tell them to go home they're gonna be like the fuck i'm gonna go home for i'm not using my pto time yeah i'm still going uh to hornets games and stuff so i don't know what to tell you dog you know i guess i'm just brave like that i don't know um but yeah even as the threat of pandemic grow pandemic grows half of 2200 respondents said they are neither more nor less likely to go to the cinema or to see a play 40 percent of those surveys said coronavirus had no impact on the likelihood that they will go to a concert or visit an amusement park i mean it is good to see people not panicking yet but at the same time like it's it's a it's, it's amazing that 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 they didn't panic i mean this is the same country where like you know an inch of snow hits the ground in north carolina and motherfuckers buy all the bread and milk come on but those numbers haven't uh those numbers change dramatically if the disease hits their hometowns so 62 percent of those surveys said they would let be less likely to go to movies theater or amusement parks if the coronavirus impacts their communities like i said they don't think it's gonna happen the second it start happening wherever the fuck they is that's when shit start shut down i think i would shut down if they shut the events down so like the hornet said no hornets game tonight i'd be like oh this is serious yeah and i and i could see uh the we were talking about this on the nba where in certain cities you know they could be like hey we just the tv time is paid for bitches so it's just gonna be the basketball players and the crew <laughs> and mm-hmm. and and the tv crew and that's it everybody stay your ass at home like like it's it's wow like people that don't even get like the flu shot right are... don't even get the motherfucking flu shot are panicking like this it's interesting um but yeah it says um 63 said it would make them less likely to go to a concert the spread of the disease already impacting the entertainment business films such as no time to die in mulan have canceled or pushed their release in countries such as italy and china where the disease is more widespread bands such as green day and bts have pulled upcoming appearances in asia over concerns about the disease and companies such as cnn warner media sports and sony have begun to institute travel restrictions for employees and one bit, rare bit of good news the stock market rebounded slightly on monday after having one of its worst falls since the 2008 recession mm. i don't know man this shit seemed pretty serious dog like kind of glad we didn't go to nyc this week uh to be honest with you because i ain't trying to die for this shit Mm-mm. um just so i could tell jack to give you a check mark i mean listen i love you and everything but i can postpone that a month you know oh yeah we can wait a month i'm i'm, I'm good on that megan the stallion calls out record label for refusing to renegotiate her her deal 
man this is a facebook meme if i've ever seen one when it comes to social media woo everyone had a hot take yeah you don't make it a stallion everyone was mad at everyone was mad everyone it's crazy out there on these streets be careful man uh but yeah she says ever since she has attempted to renegotiate her contract with her record label she has been put at an impasse tmz is reporting that the lack of an agreement with her label 1501 is halting any new music from dropping the rapper said on instagram live sunday yeah i saw people like blaming jay-z because they don't know how the deal works and shit because i think she just got signed to rock nation too but it's like three different people splitting her money essentially i mean three different companies splitting her money uh with rock nation being one of the companies but 1501 is the one she got the problem with uh but yes the rapper is is asking that 1501 revise some language in her deal that better reflects her understanding of the fine print now that she's older when that that when she first signed with them at 20 uh 20 years old she has some questions about the original contract in addition to her getting older since her initial signing meg the stallion whose real name is megan pete said she has learned a lot from her new management company jay-z's rock nation when she and her new team went to the label to try to negotiate some of the fine points of the contract she said things went left when i signed i didn't really know what was in my contract i was young i think i was like 20 and didn't know everything that was in that contract so when i got with rock nation i got management real management i got real lawyers and they was like do you know that this is in your contract and i was like oh damn that's crazy no i didn't know so i'm not mad at 1501 i wasn't upset because i'm thinking in my head oh well everybody cool we all family is cool it's nice let me at, just ask them niggas to renegotiate my contract yes well that's what everybody said we all family to shit get real and then once once it become that 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 legal jargon it ain't no family no more my nigga as soon as i said i want to renegotiate my contract everything went left like mm-hmm. it was all just went bad it all went left now they telling the bitch that we can't drop no music uh the rapper asked in the video uh now one of the things i'm interested in here i think this is just sign of the times but why are you telling instagram this you know what i mean like of all the people that can help they're not on instagram nope they are not like these are just motherfuckers nosy and want to be in your business Mm -hmm. like maybe trying to get some public leverage like to shame them into giving you a better contract but you know that's interesting um but yeah i don't know how old she is now but i guess 20 years young for a contract like that mm-hmm. and it is easy for us to sit on the outside and be like just get a lawyer shit man listen we sign so much shit every goddamn day that we don't read the fine print well not just that but when you 20 and you need an entertainment lawyer in the industry megan the stallion doesn't know she's gonna be megan the stallion right. and that's what everybody always forgets you know i see people say this because they can't think of a time when she wasn't megan the stallion the rapper who was gonna blow up you know how I many fucking megan the stallions there are in the world that just work at wendy's now like they're like they like it just didn't come together for them it never really was gonna be a thing and so maybe someone offered to pay for some studio time or some touring fees or something so you just sign with them real quick but then when you become somebody that's when it's like oh shit this actually did work out um the other thing is that age is young yes sir. and i know motherfuckers don't like hearing that shit this is why i said it's a facebook meme because they're like well she was 20 she grown enough and i'm like that's capitalism talking correct you know obama had to make it illegal to offer credit cards on campuses to students 
at at 18 19 20 21 22 years old when you go to college because that's when you're more prone to make that horrible decision and get strapped with this credit card bill for the rest of your fucking life Mm -hmm. why is it that we have to protect people that age from predatory lending services and shit like that because you don't always have a wherewithal to think of it yourself you know and yes sure she made a mistake obviously but it just sounds like people are on some like and no one else makes a mistake like that motherfuckers got all kinds of loans all kinds of credit all kinds Mm -hmm. of shit fucked up for stuff decisions they made at that same fucking age and had a nerve to sit on the internet and act fucking crazy about it you know and not to mention i know like karen said we don't even look at half the shit we sign Mm -hmm. in general how many people look at the facebook agreements the google agreements the yahoo agreements how many people look at the twitter the instagram agreements how many people look at the 1-800 flowers your credit card agreement how many people when they send you a thing talking about hey we have updated the the language how many people actually sit down and motherfucking read that shit unless you're a lawyer and you know the goddamn language nobody okay but i just want to say a lot of people was like no you can't even compare those two things the fuck you can't you don't know what you've signed over but 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 let's let's just say you can't Karen for for the sake of argument because I I just want to elaborate on that right because that people like it's not the same as signing a cell phone okay cool 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 it's not the same right what did we just cover last week we had a poll on it non compete agreements that a lot of people are signing without understanding. A lot of people don't even know they signed the shit. Mm-mm. Your job right now, you might have a non-compete. Did you have a lawyer look at your contract for your job? No. Now this is look. You're not planning to be a mega million, mega million rapper, but neither was Megan. She didn't know that. You know, she could have been making twenty thousand dollars a year rapping. She, you really don't fucking know. So why didn't you have a lawyer look at your contract when you sign with your job? the vast majority of people do not do this they can lie now or i always have no you don't you don't so i just thought it was funny that people you know because it's the the catch-22 of going public with this right on the one hand people that support you people that are fans of you will be understanding but then there's a whole bunch of people that just want to mock and be like well that's what you should do you know it's like you know they basically become the people that think they go what does she have on you know when it's like well this person gave an unfair thing and took advantage of me yeah but i mean you kind of you know you didn't know enough so it's really right. your fault right and it's one of those things where everybody been a sucker but it you know if pe- people uh feel better than when they can pick at somebody else for being a sucker yeah it's a facebook meme it's everybody Correct. gets to dunk on her and if not then you get to dunk on the people that dunked on her so uh by left megan claims 1501 is not moving forward with any new music and essentially ignoring her she calls it pure greed niggas gonna be niggas they gonna be greedy they gonna be shady you mad because i don't want to roll over and bow down like a little bitch and you don't want to renegotiate my contract tmz had previously stuck spoken to carl crawford the ceo and co-founder of 1501 and he said he discovered megan stallion and signed her the news outlet said there wasn't any hint of beef with the rapper at the time but meg seems to want to clear the aspect of the story as well megan the stallion was megan the stallion before i even got over there i've been rapping i've been freestyling been doing me selling the ig video in the meantime it looks like fans have to wait for some new music so yeah and the thing i would be interested in is what kind of deal is it because if it's not a 360 deal you know something where they get a piece of everything she does 
i mean megan can go into music uh, movies or go into acting or like this is why you see a lot of uh rappers and shit diversify what they do because like that that record contract is so prohibitive that it's like well if i can make money a different way being like a host of a game show or something like i'd rather do that than uh try to make this money this way you know so right it'll be interesting to see what happens with that but i just thought it was like a facebook meme because because at the same time obviously no one's saying like well don't get it looked at by a lawyer everyone's being like like everyone should be able to agree on yes if you have a contract like that and it's available to you to get like someone to look at this shit for you uh to make sure that your contract is good then do it no one's disagreeing with that i haven't seen anyone say fuck that shit don't look at contracts sign anything but that's what the arguments become it's become between people that say fuck you know like fuck you uh it's megan the stallion she ain't got to look at no contract and people that go um uh that's what she deserved oh well who gives a fuck and, and m- most people are in the middle where they understand hey nigga lawyers is expensive and they getting you when you're young a lot of times and don't got money like that for no lawyer yeah it's like okay well this shit is fucked up you know and hope they get it worked out you know and she does have leverage still even with a contract you still got leverage you know people always make it sound like you have no fucking leverage like one of one of the things people do have someone buy you out your contract um you go you do you stop making the music fulfill your contract by half ass that's what prince did you know like it could it could definitely happen so we'll see what happens with that deal um oh man speaking of bernie man public enemy fired flavor flav over bernie sanders rally oh shit what happened they had a uh they had a beef over that it's crazy it's the longest this might be the longest relationship in hip-hop 35 years Ooh, well it's a very long time public enemy and flavor flav 35 year career and it all came to a head over bernie sanders because that's what the fuck happens with people that like bernie sanders you know um so yeah public enemy announced they are permanently moving forward without flavor flay firing one of hip-hop's most memorable hype men after more than 35 years the abrupt dismissal comes just two days after the rapper sent a cease and desist letter to bernie sanders over chuck d's concert at the campaign's los angeles rally sunday now the thing is chuck d was on twitter talking about it's not about bernie flavor flay basically don't like helping nobody he don't you know he want to get paid for everything and i'm like well bernie as a socialist isn't he supposed to want to pay people to do their work you got to do it for free i thought this whole thing was about you know making sure that anyway uh but yeah there was <laughs> there was like uh he was like you know there was a time where harry belafonte wanted us to like work with a charity that he runs and flavor flavor was like nah and i I was like okay but so y'all made it through that y'all made it through crack y'all made it through like it's tv shows yeah like all him being in the hospital y'all made it through all this shit and bernie sanders is what broke y'all up and he's like it's not bernie sanders i said on twitter and i said that's exactly what it must have been you know the lady does protest too much dog like it's absolutely over this bernie shit niggas is really passionate about burning bridges for bernie i guess it's in his name right um but yeah uh they said we thank him for his years of service and wish him well 
they reiterated that public enemy radio a chuck d led offshoot featuring dj lord jahi and the s1w's uh will still perform at the free live stream sanders rally gig at 6 p.m pst at the los angeles convention center the cease and desist letter sent to sanders friday by flavor Flay's lawyer matthew freeman accused the campaign of using the hype man's unauthorized likeness image and trademark clock uh to promote the rally even though flavor Flav has not endorsed any political candidate while chuck is certainly free to express his political views he sees free sees fit his voice alone does not speak for public enemy the planned performance will only be chuck d of public enemy it will not be a performance by public enemy those who truly know what public enemy stands for knows what time it is there is no public enemy without flavor Flav. Flav has not endorsed any political clan today in this election cycle the continued publicizing of his grossly misleading narrative is at a minimum careless and irresponsible if not intentionally misleading it is unfortunate that a political campaign will be so careless with the artistic integrity of such iconoclastic figures in american culture so you know Flav ain't right that Mm-mm. uh the other thing that's interesting though here is um why isn't like i thought Flav was on some like give trump a chance shit or something at one point oh, i don't know, I know if he's still like that but i want to say in 2016 he was kind of like that dave chappelle well let we gotta give him a chance he's the president type shit i don't know if he's still on that I, I, like i really don't know his political opinions on Mm-mm. anything and a ha- handwritten note at the bottom of the cease and desist flavor row hey bernie don't do this prior to flavor flays firing and after the hype man accused sanders of using his unauthorized likeness image of trademark clock to promote the rally chuck d said of his band made of more than three decades flavor chose to dance for his money and not do benevolent work like this he has a year to get his act together and get himself straight or he's out and then he basically went from he got a year to do it or get to, and to he's out immediately a lawyer for chuck d stated from a legal standpoint chuck will perform as public enemy if he ever wanted to he's the sole owner of the public enemy trademark he originally drew the logo himself in the mid 80s is also the creative he's also the creative visionary and group's primary songwriter having written flavor's most memorable lines damn over bernie wow that sucks dog to be honest with you man i feel i feel the type of way man because you know i'm 41 35 i mean 35 year friendship chuck chuck d public enemy flavor flavor that's like a a big part of just like yeah them just existing hip-hop and and just them as like an entity it's real sad to see them come to you know to break up over over this shit you know like candidates come and go man but you're like real life friends and shit you only get one set of those dog come on wow talking to twitter sunday afternoon chuck d clarified that the sanders issue was not the only reason they fired the hype man my last straw was long ago it was not about bernie with Flav. he don't know the difference between uh barry sanders or bernie sanders he don't know either Flav refused to support sankofa uh, after harry belafonte inducted us he don't do that sankofa is a grassroots organization found, founded by harry belafonte aims to as they note on their site focus on issues of injustice and disproport that disproportionately affected the affected disenfranchised and uh, the oppressed and the underserved which left unaddressed uh will continue to compact impact the lives of too many individuals and remain a scar on our nation's moral character following the sanders rally chuck d further addressed the split 
if there was a me sign bag flave would have been that front and center he will not do free benefit shows Still public enemy so it does benefits and fundraisers he said he was never he was he never going to do them so this refusal to do harry belafonte's um in atlanta 2016 was my last time i i built enemy radio to get far away from that ridiculousness um legal issues have been simmering between them for years flavor Flav sued chuck d and the group's business management firm in 2017 over unpaid profits this action involves the usurpation of money and property rights from plaintiff w william j drayton known as flavor Flav. Uh, despite Drayton's position in Public Enemy, the group's management and related companies have for years attempted to minimize his role in the Public Enemy business while continuing to rely upon Drayton's fame and persona to market the brand. And so they've been bite, they've been beefing for a minute, it seems. In the lawsuit, Flavor Flav claimed that he and Chuck D had a long established agreement that profits from their music merchandise and concerts would be split between them. Despite that alleged arrangement, Flavor Flav claimed that Public Enemy's business management firm, Eastlink, had not been sending earnings he, uh, he is owed, which have diminished to almost nothing, and Drayton has been refused accountings even on the items bearing his likeness. Flav will be okay. TMZ drama is beneath me considering our age, Chuck D tweeted uh at the time blaming flavor Flav's new management for the lawsuit it's low entertainment but i definitely like to find those 50 songs he wrote i guess uh flavor Flav should have looked at his contract according to the megan stallion people uh <laughs> per court records the suit asked chuck d uh against chuck d was dismissed january 2019 a judge dismissed flavor Flav's case against east link in april 2019 and the rapper's legal team missed the filing deadline though the hype man appeared appealed the judgment the case is currently working its way through the united states courts of appeal ninth circuit per court records public enemy statement added that public enemy radio will release a new album in april last december chuck d previously previously project uh chuck d's previous proj- project profits of rage oh say that three times fast dissolved following a new rage against me album uh reunion so all right yeah chuck, and i saw before we went on the air flavor flav was on um um was on twitter basically saying this shit is a lie i haven't been um using drugs in 10 years i'm sober and, and chuck knows that and all this other shit so who knows whatever the truth is between them but it still made me sad to see friends like that mm-hmm. and business partners essentially you know break up over this over bernie sanders i mean bernie was the last straw <coughs> and i guess it's like that for a lot of people so mm-mm-mm. um all right let's see what else happened um uh dating apps have turned finding love into a video game and lots of people lose <laughs> yes karen hilarious laugh at these how poor many, people how, how many hearts do they have left do they lose all their hearts and just die mm. i mean a video game a florida couple is outraged after they said they are ordered wait what this isn't even the same article what is happening all right let me go back hold on this is this is ridiculous the fuck where did that article go i clicked on the article and it just disappeared all right here i'll try this again all right i found it when alexandra twetton 
moved from minnesota to los angeles dating apps offered a way to find love in a town where she didn't know a soul it was exciting matching with different people and sometimes you can meet people that you would never meet in real life just different kinds of people but she quickly learned that exposure to a much larger pool of people hiding behind their sometimes false profiles had a significant downside the first few people that i matched with on tinder i ended up being in a situation where they wanted to skype with me she recalled and at least three of those guys started masturbating in front of me when i hadn't really given them the okay how do you not really give them the okay damn you know like how do you i guess i say this is tinder this is why you came how do you even give them the first the okay in the first place on the first call you know like how what is that process like man i I don't know i don't know i guess you know people on tinder ain't being tinder apparently hey how you doing my name's brian what's yours anyway zip like what is happening here what was the process to get to pulling your dick out and jacking it on skype camera i have no idea and doesn't skype let you like can't you screen record that shit and just be like look at this motherfucker well, you can anyway many users have reported experiencing harassment and bad behavior on dating apps and they may end up feeling more disconnected and lonely than they were when trying to find love the traditional way madeline figure phd a relationship expert and social psychology professor at eastern connecticut state university says the cycle of looking for and failing to find a meaningful match on dating apps happens by design if you were to connect with the first person that you met on a dating app and meet that person to fall in love they wouldn't have any more business right so it is something in their interest to keep you interested in seeing dating as a game and an ongoing game the game comes with a growing array of negative experiences reported by users sexual harassment ghosting catfishing um and meaningless one-night stands seem to be rampant on these platforms according to figure the anonymity of a dating profile and the lack of accountability and bold and bad behavior i agree and 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 no accountability for the sites is 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 one of those things where you know we kind of talked about it before but you know the problem sometimes ain't the 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 app itself is people people use an app like you have all these people because all these interactions guess what they involve people yeah it's also interesting too though because like in that thing of bad behavior that they said they didn't like was having meaningless one night stands which is uh which is interesting to categorize in the bad thing you right know? because for some people that's what they do yeah i guess it's only bad if you're looking for like a relationship and love correct so it's not always a bad thing it's what do you categorize as bad the anonymity sort and plus that seems like a thing that would happen in traditional dating too yes you know i mean some of these things are online things that are enabled by this uh but by the platform such as uh ghosting and catfishing and maybe even sexual harassment can be you know done online and where you can't catch me and do anything about it but uh meaningless one night stands i feel like is a little, little bit of a stretch uh maybe it makes it more readily available i don't know it's a little bit of a stretch the anonymity sort of makes us lose our sense of self and so we end up doing behaviors that we wouldn't ordinarily do which can be anything from making a nasty comment to sending a lewd photograph to make a connection to making a connection with someone and then disappearing yep these issues don't seem to deter people from trying americans are seeking and finding love online now more than ever and one study found that 65 percent of same-sex couples and 39 percent of heterosexual couples who paired up in 2017 met online dating apps have tens of millions of users and the global online dating market could be worth 12 billion by 2020 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how's coronavirus affecting this oh that's a good question 
a lot of people are gonna be netflix and chilling now girl we can't go out the coronavirus out there yeah um i'm sorry but what was you saying you i thought you were gonna say something Mm-mm. okay um but yeah it could be worth 12 billion dollars by 2020 oh no say yeah it's a lot of money in this field like it is a lot of money people you know people pay the fees for the services they they pay extra for all types of uh, quote-unquote perks so yes yeah, a lot of money and to an extent uh it probably is designed to keep people constantly in the in those circles um yeah even with those tools at our fingertips loneliness has reached epidemic levels according to a recent survey by health services company cigna it is found that 46 percent of u.s adults report sometimes are always feeling lonely and generation z young adults age 18 to 22 were the loneliest of all because they're probably the most online correct and so there's no personal connections there's no people go out and do things but for a lot of people their literally whole life is online they actually don't do life to life face to face so they get up go to work come home be online all the time get up go to work come home be online all the time and most of them are probably at that point bernie sanders which means that they're always burning bridges and losing relationships all the time look at chuck d that's a grown-ass man and he couldn't handle one year of supporting bernie sanders ain't it crazy no killer mike ain't got no friends uh anyway (laughs) um uh if treating online dating like a video game causes problems some experts say finding a solution will require cultural not technological changes i think that one way that people can theoretically tackle the issues associated with gamification is through understanding that uh what they're doing said jess carbino phd a former in-house sociologist at tinder and bumble if people feel like they're mindlessly swiping they need to change their behavior i don't believe that the apps inherently make people less mindful well you did work for the apps though jess uh she points out despite the uh downsides many app users eventually do find a match a study published in 2013 that included over 19,000 people who were married between 2005 and 2012 found that over a third of those marriages had started online and the rate of divorce for people who met online was 25 percent lower than those who they who met offline damn okay carbino says that is why people continue to use them and mentions her own personal success and I, I and to an extent i can i can understand that because for some people their personalities are like probably a lot of introverts is probably what for them because there's like hey I, I don't have to do all the weird talking all the awkwardness and all that stuff i can actually take my time you know a lot of people feel like they can take their time they don't have to be rushed you know i i can talk online with you for a longer period of time before we actually meet mm-hmm. so i feel like quote-unquote i know you but you never know people because at the end of the day guess what they still have to meet in order to get married and all this other shit too yeah so at the end of the day there has to be some person-to-person interaction yeah and i think maybe to a certain extent you know online kind of organizes people Mm-hmm. so it's like these are my interests this is what i look like this is my job and so i guess it can be more efficient if you're looking for a significant connection it's definitely not the taboo secret creep thing that it used to be no where, you our know, generation be like you do that shit yeah i don't think it's that anymore but you know it does it's I, you know what you know what here's how i would sum up what we just read i think the person writing the article almost is saying i feel like this process being 
put into an application and and being automated online basically for the most part i feel like that should make it safer and i should be less likely to be hurt less likely to be lonely less likely to uh have a one night stand and all this stuff and i think if that is what people want from the apps then of course they're kidding themselves right because guess what you're dealing with people 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 and people are fucked up in real life and people are fucked up online you're dealing with people (laughs) right and i think um that's what we got that's i think that's what the article really is saying because i don't find too many of the things they said other than the uh you know motherfucker calling you up pulling a dick out that is weird i don't know that people do that shit all the time Mm-mm. traditional dating but no you know like i don't even know what the equivalent would be in face to you go to a like yeah i don't even know what that would be mm-hmm. like you go to I a guess bar people that do subways say the people randomly put their dicks out on subway i don't know i don't ride subways that's yeah may, yeah maybe that's the real life equivalent because i don't even understand that you Mm-mm. know but like not just they pull their dick out but it's like you make eye contact and it's a person that you kind of wink at or something because mm-hmm. like you've given them your skype you know so like there's some <laughs> there's some level of like hey how you doing and then they just go zip here's my dick and you're like oh wait a minute no, that's not mm-mm. that is not how i thought this was gonna Stop go at the all. car let me out let me out you're going too fast speaking of which this is not really a great segue or anything it doesn't have anything to do with anything but i started listening to this new podcast called uh i think it's called chasing cosby okay about bill cosby okay i never heard of it yeah so it's a good podcast it's only seven episodes i listened to like three today um man pretty terrible guy pretty terrible guy um you know hard to listen to that and go um well 17 women just made this shit up but somebody will uh <laughs> all right um and then what was the other thing i was gonna say there was something else i did today since i can't play basketball and uh you know i don't want to get coronavirus uh oh i started watching a new anime on um my funimation app mm-hmm. um it's about a kid who's a ghost well a ghost kid i guess a dead kid is a spirit called it's called toilet bound uh hanako kun and uh hanako is a ghost that is trapped in the school because he haunts the toilet the girl's toilet because uh, that's where his, his soul got bound to and uh he's helping this little girl who's trying to who's like she kind of reminds me of tina from uh bob's burgers because she's like she's all like you know the like young high school girl that's like all into the all into the boys and finding a boyfriend and all this shit and she tries to get him to do a spell like a love spell on somebody it doesn't work and they end up teaming up and being friends and stuff so anyway cute light stuff to just get your mind off of uh you know all these motherfucking crazy uh politics oh and uh not to get off topic uh because you know since you've been going to the therapist and stuff i'll be asking you about it and stuff like that you got a vision board and they made me want to get a vision board and i don't you know and i don't know why uh you going to the therapist i constantly ask you about it because i'm kind of inquisitive going what's happening what's going on is is everything okay like for some reason i got nervous for you going to the therapist and i don't know why (laughs) and it's one of those things i think for me uh my uh vision board it was really interesting putting it together i'm not finished yet but it was really interesting putting it together because i really started thinking about like goals and 
and uh things that i'm looking forward to and a lot of my stuff is more pot not a lot but a fraction of it is more podcast related uh which is very interesting because i was dreaming really really big on some of some of the stuff i had up there so it's going to be interesting to see where it goes i know uh something uh i want to do is i want to read more and i want to learn how to swim those are those are two big things everything else you know are kind of on my quote-unquote wish list and i don't really know it might sound wild but i don't really know how a vision board is supposed to go you just put things up there and you go okay these are the things that i hope to do or i might be working towards it you know uh did she say how vision board works i know that might sound like a stupid question um i mean basically like what you just said i uh you can also google these things which is what i did because i didn't know oh. hmm. okay so you was the only one that was loved okay well when she said you know i should maybe make one she talked about how i work for her other clients and stuff that they have been through and then she uh showed me some examples some pictures of some and you know when i got home i like googled it and looked up resources and then um i think i took just like a the, a day when i was uh like that monday or tuesday the next week and i went to michael's um i had ordered the vision board and hung it but i didn't have any i didn't know what i wanted to put on it right so i went to michael's and bought like a bunch of art supplies and stuff and then michael's also has like stickers and shit for vision boards because obviously i'm not the first person to ever come up with that <laughs> right so you know I, I picked one for like travel i picked one for like sports and stuff like that um and uh then also i bought art supplies because she talked about how like coloring helps people with anxiety and i know i have anxiety at, at times um and so um i started uh you know coloring um in the books that i have about seen it i bought some uh colored pencils and crayons and, and different supplies for that uh bought like a blank pad for like drawing and 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 things doodling and stuff uh so i try to do that when i get anxious um and then she just you know like some stuff is just kind of like you can try this it may work for you it may not like she said when when i when i get anxious you know some people they she says they use like ice and they'll take ice and maybe like watch it melt or they'll take the ice and like maybe throw it into like a metal sink or something and watch it crack right or um, you know all kinds of stuff so mm-hmm. you know and that that's not one that i think i'm gonna do necessarily because i clank, clank, yeah, clank, clank, clank. I, I mean i not that i just but at the same time i haven't really felt too anxious since uh the last time i went uh but it's just another tool in the arsenal that maybe this will help um but uh yeah so uh for me you know just uh the vision board thing was freaky just because like i said i put new york on there because it's just something i've always kind of been afraid to do and uh i didn't know that well just i think traveling makes me anxious and new york is probably the most you know biggest intimidating place to travel to i know rob was like don't be smiling and shit and getting us robbed (laughs) yeah that's another thing i know if i go i'm going with you and then we'll probably get robbed so (laughs) you know it's just another i gotta put on my meme mug it's just another level you know um because i know karen gonna be saying you know somebody's gonna be on the train masturbating and karen's gonna be like oh hey honey how you doing baby (laughs) sweetie and this is you know that's and then now now i gotta fight somebody or some shit so uh you know it was just stuff like that that we talked about um but uh 
you know it was it was still uh at least just certain you know certain things we talked about it just was like um her just giving me ideas about you know stuff to do and tackle these things so um but yeah that was a, i didn't mean to get on that tangent um i don't even know how we got on that tangent but yeah because oh, you started going off the topic so i did too okay yeah but uh yeah so i i you know and then the thing is i want to fill up my vision board so i keep thinking of other shit to put on there so i gotta just keep thinking of that um uh well i guess now that we're off topic uh let's i don't know what to do uh i you know what i was uh thinking the other day i saw a commercial that said no one out pieces the hut it was for pizza hut and i was thinking how does one exactly pizza as a verb i don't know but they've been saying that shit for how years. do you measure who out pieces who is there like a pizza olympics a pizza contest apparently so is there a pizza championship that happens every year that that pizza hut is just apparently never lost at i i, I don't know why uh because you ask people from new york and uh, chicago they they constantly talk about their pieces the best so somebody out here out pc and pizza hut i want to know like well take pizza hut out of the equation okay they number one undefeated champions they they claim that they, they put their own crown on they the they the new england patriots serena williams of 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 pc uh okay cool who's in second you know like what determines who comes in next in pizza in? I, I just it just i don't know it just made me think the other day and then the other thing i thought this is out of nowhere for real um but you remember that cartoon when we was kids and the movie when we was kids ghostbusters Mm-hmm. and this happened with beetlejuice too by the way but when we was kids i saw ghostbusters a movie in the theater mm-hmm. and slimer was kind of scary yes like it was gross looking it was fucking dark and 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 hideous it didn't even talk it wasn't cute at all actually very nasty it was very nasty and scary as a child i said oh god ghosts are scary okay how the hell did he end up becoming the mascot for the ghostbusters cartoon almost like scooby-doo he did for the he? cartoon he was on a team and he helped them and he talked around Friday, and then he just hung out with them and like it was all good but he was a piece of shit in the motherfucking movie they like he was dangerous he was you know and somebody was like well he wasn't that dangerous i mean compared to the other ghosts i was like the other ghosts was a stay puff marshmallow man trust me who came through and knocked the builders down if the if he was dangerous then so was slimer like i is and beetlejuice is the same thing beetlejuice is not the good guy no like he's he wants to marry a a, a girl an underage girl like it's creepy yeah like in the movie it's like what the fuck is wrong with beetlejuice he's ugly and not and then in the cartoon him and the girl are best friends and they kick it all every mm-hmm. on adventures i remember that because i watched it who the fuck was making the decisions in the 90s boardrooms to be like okay hear me out <laughs> let's make let's go ahead and make this to a kid's cartoon and instead of freddy krueger killing everyone now he hands out candy and they go on magical adventures every week it's like well, well did you see the movie yeah somebody bought a good point they want that money because you know you make slimer cute for the cartoons you got money but they didn't make it for the movies though the movie don't want money i don't understand how these decisions is happening that's all i'm saying 
you know they made a robocop cartoon at least it wasn't cute no but, it was but not. nobody got killed on that shit it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like detroit 2020 or whatever the fuck it was in the in the, in the movie it wasn't like that at all no i don't know I just movie, thought, everybody took a l just thought that shit was so ridiculous the other day i was like man kids cartoons also complete other shit when we was kids yeah back back in the day and uh in that movie yeah you wouldn't want to be in nobody's boardroom i'm quitting why they just put me on the board and i'm not trying to die yeah it didn't make any sense jack the ripper the mm-hmm. doll edward susanhand used to be scary to me yeah edward was misunderstood more than scary edward was he had a good gentle soul okay like these other motherfuckers are killing people and shit okay taking them out they not supposed to be on tv just kicking it i'm sorry (laughs) but whoever made them decisions that's that's crazy that they was able to see it that way like we should make a ghostbusters tv show okay first thing we need is that scary ghost from the beginning is their pet okay uh a prisoner who briefly died argues that he served his life sentence uh so a prisoner (laughs) benjamin schreiber um apparently uh says he briefly died in 2015 before being revived at a hospital he completed his obligation to the state according to him he asked a three-judge panel to let him get on with his life Mm -mm. the judge rejected the argument this week ruling that a lower court had been right to dismiss his petition schreiber is either still alive in which case he must remain in prison or he is actually dead in which case this appeal is moot said judge amanda potterfield mr shriver 66 was sentenced to life without parole after being convicted of murder for killing a man with the handle of an axe Ooh, the handle so he didn't hit him with the sharp part he hit him with the other piece god damn you trying to kill a vampire what the hell is this um he's filed several unsuccessful appeals but in 2018 he argued in court uh wapalo county that he uh had been resuscitated against his will and that's because he said his sentence has expired guess it's double overtime on that life sentence then now that it's time for some guest array black that's That's right it's guest array time now that it's time for some guest arrays that's right it's guest arrays time that's right it's time for guess the race the game show we go all around the globe find different articles that uh people do crimes and all kinds of shit and then i have karen and the chat room guess the race and of course everyone playing is races all right karen guess the race of mr benjamin schreiber black i did not know we was playing but i'm gonna go black karen's going with black let's check the chat room and see what they believe say his name again benjamin schreiber you know what because he appealed and was you know being defiant i'm gonna go white okay it's changing it to white uh miss Barnes says white siobhan says white jewish well you're getting a bit specific over there i mean you can, you can leave it at white down here in the south it's just white yeah yeah we, uh, we maria, don't divide in the subsections maria's cousin white white lives matter but only once they revived him white <laughs> jailhouse lincoln lawyer white the audacity of a honky see-through white as the ghost spirit that left his body when he died for those few minutes the correct answer is everyone guessed white and y'all got it correct 
yep fact that he had the audacity to appeal i had to think about that thing i was like oh yeah that's white well i thought you was gonna miss it to be honest with you uh when you went black right out the gate i was like shraver don't even sound like a nigga name but okay you know yeah if that's what you believe and he looked white as a ghost um yeah i think it's interesting because i mean he's in there for a life sentence because you know he killed somebody so i mean it's probably not the most sympathetic case but i wonder if he would have been there for like burglary or something if they would have been like ah you got a point you know what i mean well i guess now we know the answer to that question about whether or not um it counts if you die and come back they're like no nigga back to jail uh pastor visit pastor what the fuck is wrong with me today pastor victor cousins of the inspirational bible church in cincinnati ohio is starring in a real life episode of greenleaf his mega church is facing foreclosure after having dwindled from five thousand people to just 200 members good god cheating accusations and criminal charges the cincinnati inquirer reported thursday that the inspirational baptist church went into foreclosure two weeks ago owing 4.6 million dollars furthermore the almost 60,000 square foot building is listed for sale in a phone interview with the newspaper the 43 year old pastor would not directly address the financial well-being of his covenant much of this is in-house stuff and i don't have anything to say about publicly but the people that are a part of our ministry and of course the church as a whole will be fully abreast on this and will be made aware of the plan to remedy this cousins personal issues have also caused his church embarrassment bishop paul s morton apologized for the multiple affairs cousins had in 2018 according to the christian post multiple those relationships including one uh wait those relationships including one i don't know what including okay those relationships are still a thorn in the pastor's side andrea garrison 31 alleged that she was in a years-long relationship with him the two lived in miami and paris with the intention of settling down however to her shock he was planning to put a ring on her with someone else man you know you got too much money in the church when he could have a whole side chick wife and live in miami and paris Woo, that's a lot of money he had me give up my whole entire life to find out that it was a lie he had me quit my job put in my two-week notice all of that i have been around his kids i have been around his mother his father i have done the laundry in the house said the bronx model uh garrison claimed he threatened her after going public in a facebook live post through text messages and possible blackmail cousins allegedly had an explicit video that he would go public with if she didn't recant her accusations it resulted in a telecommunications harassment charge in october 2018 with the new york police department telecommunication harassment charge so the pastor was out here about the revenge porn his mistress wow cousins was scheduled for a court appearance friday for a pre-trial hearing in hamilton municipal court next month a judge i mean a jury trial on the first degree misdemeanor is set he denied any wrongdoing insisting that there was no crime in looking for a first lady what i don't regret trying to find a wife and i don't regret in the relationships with people that i know aren't going to be good for me in the long run i don't regret trying to figure out who is going to be the best life partner for me it's called dating duh the video gameization of it of dating i guess he was swiping right and left and then up and then down and across his chest uh 
he also and denied them he also denied using money on his uh dating li- life i have never in my life used the church's money to fund any part of my personal life under no circumstances i don't believe you i believe him because you know if you think about it it's all god's money and your purpose as the preacher is always doing god's purpose so if you think about it karen he, that's technically right he was giving people god semen uh karen oh no guess the race black karen's going black let's check the chat room and see what they believe pastor was rolling stone nigga shit uh but bishop died at it long <laughs> uh black pastor david wilson pussy licking have his black it's called negro please black wrong reverend dip his dick black uh attended the creflo dollar school of theology got a hotation like john gray black the correct answer is everyone went black on this one and everyone you got it correct he's black some real reverend leon lonnie love shit right like and i've just never even thought of that before but i mean i guess that technically if you're not married what is wrong with a pastor going around being community dick okay he give communion and community dick community dick okay i object community dick that's what he was giving y'all you open your mouth and let me uh, give you some bread okay Mm-mm. okay Mm-mm. so you see this woman walking around on a date you go i paid for that you see your pastor out at olive garden that's that's your money going over and get you some of them unlimited bread sticks all right Mm-mm-mm. he look like he he look like he cheat but i guess all pastors do if you think about it <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race. So far, Karen is actually two for two. You believe it? But will she be able to get it in the bonus round? Let's fight together, shall we? I'm surprised I didn't pick him to be on that reality show they were doing with the preachers not too long ago. I forgot on one of them channels. But I think that one's like in L.A. Mm-hmm. But as following the preachers around, he'd have been a good story to follow. I like how uh, <laughs> you do <laughs> your joke tags and references is like, Roger will figure this out for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it out there, huh? Just, you'll figure out what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. If Justin was here, he'd know. But you I, know, Justin would know. Justin would. Justin probably get, would gave me four shows, and I'd probably be like, I don't know which one. Preachers of L.A. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nick Jill and uh, Reggie used to re- uh, talk about it. Uh, <clears throat> wife claimed husband died after a fall from a boat, but police say she may have killed him with Benadryl. Oh shit! I guess he was sleeping on her. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Oh. <laughs> that or he was allergic to her. 
um an idaho where her husband died after falling from his boat into a lake in 2018 is now charged with murder after his autopsy found a lethal dose of benadryl uh those goddamn how much to drink i mean did she give him i didn't know you could die from benadryl Either. jail record show Lawrence Lori eisenberg 66 yo you kill a motherfucker at 66 you just are fed up you I, right because either uh, any day one of y'all gonna kick the bucket you couldn't wait it out i guess when you get that old it's like you know what man now i realize how long life can be <laughs> with your ass how long it can be uh yeah she was arrested monday on murder charge by the kootenai county sheriff's office she is being held on two million dollars bond um eisenberg's husband larry eisenberg disappeared february 13 2018 in an email afterward to family and friends obtained by the courier de Aline press Lori claimed she and larry had taken a boat on the lake cour de Aline to watch the sunrise <clears throat> but larry fell into the water while inspecting a broken motor she claimed she tried to save him but she he but said she tripped on a space heater and hit her head for about an hour she claimed she drove the boat around the lake looking for larry before eventually calling 911. but larry's autopsy found no evidence of drowning instead oh. a lethal amount of benadryl was found in the system which means uh he wasn't breathing when he was thrown in the water i guess right because if you were drowning you probably been full of water now court documents allege eisenberg a longtime person of interest in the case planned to kill her husband by intentionally creating a situation in which she was submerged in the lake and died uh he was submerged in the lake and died oh man this is gonna be a great episode of snapped mm-hmm. the washington post reports the charges carry a special enhancement alleging that she may have killed her husband by poisoning him torturing him and or lying in wait god damn yeah i can't wait to see her episode where they do that last five minutes and it's like and uh even though there's never been any evidence of it he was beating me the whole time y'all so that's the go-to uh i had to kill him in self-defense now that y'all caught me uh <laughs> every episode of snap the same oh man that's my show but god every episode is the same that woman be on trial like uh he beat me <laughs> question mark do you believe me <laughs> that's how it is so you took out 17 extra life insurance policies right. we, we we have no evidence no family no friends uh no, no pictures yet. no you never told anybody nothing but uh you took out seven extra life insurance policies a month before and he just suddenly took a benadryl overdose and died yeah. on a boat his his insurance policy went from a ten thousand dollar insurance policy to a million dollar insurance policy and then he died snap basically like the first 20 minutes is what had happened and then uh the next 20 minutes is what had happened was uh <laughs> and then that last 20 like the last then like 15 minutes or whatever the last like 10 i guess there's 20 minutes left so like the next 15 minutes is like what really happened like these are the facts like this she killed the fuck out this motherfucker and then that last five minutes is he beat me <laughs> would y'all believe he was uh abusing me the whole time if i said he was abusing would y'all would y'all and my favorite though well i shouldn't say favorite i guess i feel bad for these uh mm-hmm. for these families and these these men who uh murdered in cold blood sometimes but correct my i can't front though as, as entertainment my favorite is when they get away with it 
some of them do when the jury be like oh i mean he maybe he did i'll be like damn all she had to do in there is going there white woman crying this motherfucker is going home Mm -hmm. hey it's crazy to me snap the vest anyway with the other man in her hands yeah it's like (laughs) yeah that's the other thing i love when they when they 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 kill a man with a man Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like so it's like i'm not gonna pull the trigger on this dude but what i will do is start fucking this guy at the grocery store half my and age and then convince his dumb ass when i'm giving him the snap pussy to go kill some people on the low because because men that stupid that like that that is a that is a pure d st- stupid man thing in the, so many episodes of snap mm-hmm. i just met this woman at the gas station and she fucked i guess i'm killing her husband now like what what you can't just call somebody on tinder and get they skype and masturbate to it uh, like right. what's wrong with I you i mean at least everybody would have lived like maybe that's the choices the choices is between ah! i i have to be that weirdo that masturbates on skype to people or if we don't take care of those human beings they end up becoming the people that kill husbands uh from unhappy wives like who knows man good grief it be working though it do uh so uh it's sad because sometimes i'll be rooting for these people i'll be like man she a cold-blooded murderer but i guess i just be wanting people to win over the patriarchy i don't know uh, uh, uh. <laughs> but i did the system wrong i know girl the system treated you wrong <laughs> they like uh they be like and then she uh cut his body up into little pieces i'll be like well you know i mean men are trash you know she's, that's yeah. why she threw him in the trash i yeah, mean if you think yeah. about it yeah I've, I've 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 seen one one where uh a woman uh, uh her, her husband's like six foot something and she was like really short like a fraction of his size and she couldn't uh uh tear the body up so basically she took a truck took him outside uh, and uh tied one piece to a tree one piece to a truck and tore his body apart and then chopped yep. his body up but i, I was like god one. damn she was about it she was determined he was never coming back again um and of course he beat her you know because she needed to get off that trial uh i wonder if when they i wonder when the jury verdict comes back after they do the like prerequisite like well, he was beating me i wonder if they do i wonder if they With a question mark when they come back and they're like we find the defendant not guilty if they be like what oh what oh oh i mean yes 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 i'm oh i'm I'm a woman scorned you know uh, i mean a woman beaten i'm a just surviving sis okay me and trying to make it same person me and tina turner okay we all just out here making it one day at a time anyway when do i get my insurance check yep and and see her and uh her other man flossing on the gram right follow me on instagram i'm gonna be uh murder mistress 75 Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like damn she got married quick Mm -hmm. um all right um eisenberg was a former executive director of an organization that works with low-income families but in january 2019 she pled guilty to wire fraud and federal program theft for stealing five hundred thousand dollars from the organization oh the worst kind of person she was sentenced to five years in prison she was additionally ordered to pay 1.7 million dollars in damages to the nonprofit as part of a civil judgment the post register reports two of eisenberg's daughter pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud and the whole family october 2018 <laughs> for taking money that mother embezzled if it was not immediately clear if eisenberg was has entered a plea to the murder charge uh she has a public defender but people was not immediately able to identify the attorney can guess the race what's her name laurie 
eisenberg white karen white let's check the chat room see what they believe uh i guess we were sleeping with the enemy white the anticipation of living living her retirement years with him was too much white this chick and the one with the missing kids have all the whitest audacity and men try to save them white sharing a cell with blanche taylor moore uh comparing notes white gone girl white white ass cracker white the correct answer is she was white you got it all karen I don't think anybody missed any of them today. What? Man, she had the cockdacity to do that. Boy, did you want to get caught? What the fuck? Did you want it? And then she was stealing money from the kid. Like, what a terrible human being. Uh, that's her picture. Did it show up yet? Mm-mm. Oh, it's slowly moving. Oh, okay. All right, I'll give it a second. Oh! Yeah, she looked crazy. She does. That, uh, my favorite is when they always show the picture of her, the person with the husband or the wife this is one with some bears in the background i don't know what kind of lake this was but these white people oh, took pictures some bears of bears in the background and you know it just was snapped it is, it is zoomed in on her eyes mm, oh snap this photo would have turned uh grayscale yes black and white the ominous music would have played they would have did the slow zoom in and this is when it all began they'd be like but deep down they weren't the happy couple they pretended to be um all right let's go to the last thing for ratchetness <laughs> that's one i haven't seen the snap where the woman kills a man with a sword that's got to be out there you know it is not up soon Mm -hmm. um all right sword ratchet this time guys talk about what people doing with swords out here one hospitalized one hospitalized one detained after reporting samurai sword stabbing in newhall well damn first responders from los angeles county fire department responded to alder drive in newhall after a reported stabbing 4 50 p.m we responded to a stabbing the supervisor uh pickett said with the los angeles county fire department one suspect was detained in connection with the incident according to officials a samurai sword was retrieved as evidence by the deputies with the santa clarita valley sheriff station according to officials on the scene additionally one person uh was transported via ambulance to a nearby hospital um man no when you're gonna be called out to one of these fucking sword stabbings, ah! you know first responders man all the trauma they end up seeing based off of this the fact that we don't regulate uh, regulate swords in america right so this is those are the real people experiencing a lot of trauma in addition to the people that get stabbed what about the secondhand trauma do we do we even think about that people all right y'all that's it for today's episode i hope you guys enjoyed it uh i enjoyed doing the show with you karen as always yes and uh we'll be back since we won't be in new york uh mm-hmm. tomorrow mm-hmm. uh so and we probably won't have the coronavirus which is you know a good thing is this a good thing we, we gotta can, concentrate on we positive. Can, we can always go back at a later date i hope everybody's wrong about this shit going into the thousands and thousands of people <sighs> Me too. uh getting in hopefully not a lot of people die and stuff but uh so y'all be safe out there wash your hands don't touch your face and don't be the first black person to die from it because they're gonna talk bad about you 
just letting you know <laughs> you're gonna be the example these white people is very upset about us clowning them for not being clean and i really can't blame them all right y'all talk to y'all later until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.